The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM, anywhere where you get your podcast, federalnewsnetwork.com. That's the website. I'm Claude Jennings. He's Kevin Stanfield. We got a game to talk about, and unlike last week, I actually watched this week's game, and I've got plenty to say about it. And if my voice seems a little weak, it's because I was yelling and screaming at a bunch of nine-year-olds, trying to tell them to tackle, catch the ball, uh, give me a good snap. All these kind of things when it comes to Manny's uh, uh, football team. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but the Washington football team uh, goes out uh, uh, at home or on the road, whatever you want to consider FedEx Field, uh, <laughs> now, uh, and lose to the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles 3-0. and um, And the Washington football team falls to 1-2. and Kevin, uh, let's, you know, y- you wonder where to start. Um, and you can go anywhere. You can go with the quarterback. You can go with the coaches. You can go with the defense. Where do you, It's your pick tonight. Where do you want to start? I'm going to start with the number nine, and, okay. and the number nine is not for uh, Sonny Jurgensen, who they should have honored during this game since he played for the Eagles and the Burgundy and Gold, but the number nine I'm referring to is the nine sacks. Right. Carson Wentz took, you know, he took him. He was sacked. They allowed whatever you want to say, nine sacks, nine sacks in this game yesterday. The reason that's important to me is because on the pregame, our friend Julie Donaldson was talking, talking to Mark Schlereth, who mm-hmm. called the game and um, who uh, has a Super Bowl ring from this team and from the Broncos mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl year that Mark Schlereth was on this team, 1991, they allowed nine sacks mm-hmm. all year. <laughs> right, yeah. All year, mm-hmm. nine sacks, and he had to watch this team allow nine yesterday. That's just it's um, it's crazy. It's right. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, There's I, no. <laughs> I mean, I think at one at one point in time there might have been three sacks in less than two minutes uh, in the <laughs> yeah. first half. It was like sack play, sack sack, and it's like wait a minute, like what in the world is going on here? And at some point, whether it's you know, and you know, our buddy Rick Doc Walker, he'll say manhood issue, block the man in front of you, protect your quarterback. Then you'll get some who say, all right, you see that your quarterback's not being protected. You got to scheme something different. You got to, it was a failure on many different levels as yes. far as that. And then, and then you got some who like, well, receivers aren't getting open. I find that hard to believe given the talent level of these, this, these receivers, they're getting open. You got a quarterback who may be holding the ball too long. You know, the only excuse that I don't see or reason, you don't have to call it an excuse, reason would be that the receivers aren't getting open. Um, I don't know whether it's taking too long to process in Mr. Wentz's head. Um, you know, uh, I don't know whether it's, you know, hey, look, these guys aren't blocking. We've got we to scheme a little better. Let's get this guy to roll out some. Whatever. There's a combination of things. There's nine sacks. I don't think just shows one area of ineptitude. I think that nine sacks shows <laughs> there's multiple areas of ineptitude here, and they were all 
inept at the same time. <laughs> yeah, per- that perfect storm of ineptitude. Right. That's, you know, that you- should be the title of the show. <laughs> the perfect storm of ineptitude. That's the title. All right. <laughs> PSI. All right. Okay. Perfect storm of ineptitude. That's that. You know, it's we, we have to go back. I can't look at it again. I, I don't want to look at it again because all of the things you mentioned have to be in play. But but also, we, we spent so much time, and the, pe- the people spend so much time in this area talking about the talent. You know, we love Terry McLaurin. We love uh, uh, Chase Young. We love Jonathan Allen, right? But it's, it's Montez Sweat, Deron yeah, Payne. Yeah, Deron yeah, we, we love them. I'm sure I'd love yeah, to have dinner with all these guys. But there's something about the way that these guys are combined as a unit, and it, it, they're taking on the characteristics of the leadership. That's exact a perfect example. Perfect example. Um, and for some reason, I get so excited, uh, uh, and I forget the guy's name. Number six for the Eagles, uh, wide receiver. Oh yeah, Devontae. Uh, Smith, Devontae. Right? Yeah, Devontae. Right. Roll Tide. Yes, yes, yes. Had a a beautiful catch on the sideline, a pro level catch on the sideline, which I thought. It was a legit catch. I thought he got both feet in bounds, right? Mm-hmm. So it might have been some question, and the play could have been challenged. Mm-hmm. The Eagles, the coaching staff, the quarterback, the team identified it was going to be a close play. What mm-hmm. did they do? They huddled up to the line of scrimmage and called another play because you can't have a retroactive uh, 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 challenge. Right, right. Our coach strolls gingerly up the sideline and <laughs> – <laughs> and here's my thing, and here's, and here's my thing about this, is the minute the play is over, as a team, the Eagles recognize, like you said, close call, let's hurry up and snap this and move on to the next play. For whatever reason, this team in the coaching staff waits to th- – like, what are you waiting for? If it looks suspect and you've got all three timeouts and it's a big momentum play – and you f- and by the way, and, and these teams know things. When you do feel like you're overmatched or potentially overmatched, throw the flag immediately. Throw it immediately. <laughs> right. Just throw yeah. it. We want to challenge it. We want to challenge the play. Like immediately. I don't I didn't understand. Right. Hey, maybe it worked in you your favor. Yeah, uh, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting to see the play again on the Jumbotron? Are you waiting for <laughs> someone in the booth to look at a TV screen and to come down? And by the way, you like the Eagles aren't trying to challenge this. It's easier to throw a flag than it is to run 25, 30 yards down the field, get everyone in position, hike the ball, and do a play. It's quicker <laughs> to throw a flag. So when you see them rushing, throw the flag. When you see them trying to, because look, if they knew it was complete, they wouldn't be rushing. Would they, like if they had no doubt, they wouldn't try to hurry up and get the playoff. But when I see them trying, something should connect and say, you know what? They may think that this is not you know, a complete pass, they're rushing. Let me throw the flag out just to challenge it because they seem nervous about this. What yeah. are you waiting for? Because they're not waiting. They're not waiting at all. You know what it reminds me of? You know how sometimes a coach will wait until the very last minute for a big field goal and then they'll call timeout right before the ball is snapped mm-hmm. to ice the kicker, right? Maybe he wanted to ice the quarterback <laughs> or something. No, but I have the answer. I know what it is. And it dawned on me yesterday when I saw that. I know exactly what the answer is. Ron Rivera was moving as fast as he can. That's it. <laughs> that's okay. it. That's, okay. He was moving at maximum speed, you know, <laughs> and that's it. 
You know, that's the problem. Situation. Did you see when Tom Brady ran for like 25 yards? Yeah. <laughs> Sunday? It was a Tom Brady situation where he's just running and running and running, trying to. <laughs> try to... I think in my mind, I was like, Tom, I'm saying, somebody please tackle me. I don't yeah. want to run anymore. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, Stop I didn't the madness, right? By you being yeah. this long. Yeah, this long. Yeah. And then they called it back, didn't they, I believe? But uh, yes. yeah, Ron, Ron was moving as fast as he can. This coaching staff is old. They're just old. They're thinking old. I don't. I hate the expression "the game has passed somebody by" because they're still blocking and tackling and and being faster than the guy, beating the guy in front of you, right? But they, it's just not catching up to them, or they're not catching up to it. The game is moving too fast for these guys. It, mm-hmm. it, it makes no sense whatsoever to see what's happening. When you saw that your offensive line is having the problems this is having, you should immediately go to your run game. Let's try to get this thing 100%. together, right? Let's slow 100%. this game down a little bit, right? Let's take the air out the ball. Let's do something. And they just let it happen to them, man. They were, they were like, it was like the human sacrifice back in the days of the, of the Aztecs, when you <laughs> drag you up to the top of the pyramid and, and, and plunge the... You know, most of these people, some of them said, okay, I'll do it until they saw what was about to happen. Then they say, no. Most of these people had to be dragged, kicking and screaming. <laughs> these guys... A willing human sacrifices for the other team, and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah, I mean, it was just unbelievable when you see the coach. And and again, I'm not the type of person to hold on to something, but I am the type of person that will remind us of something that we may sh- probably should hold on to. <laughs> and so, and so, don't forget, this was the same coach, Ron Rivera, who I think it was two years ago. Uh, said, well, there are other things at play towards the end of this game that I'm thinking about, or, or, or in the second half I'm thinking about that doesn't have anything to do with winning. Or something to that effect. It's not a direct quote, but that's what he was saying. Like, well, there are other things I'm considering when calling plays <laughs> as opposed to winning this game. And I can't help but to think from that point on, when your coach is saying, well, my main priority right here isn't necessarily to win the game. It's, is he trying to win? Is he not trying to win? Is he trying to prove a point? Is he trying to see something? Like, what, what exactly is happening here? Yeah. Whatever he's seeing is it, it, not it's not the right thing. Maybe I'll change his glasses or something because not, this isn't this isn't like the coach of Jacksonville who came in and tried to uh, like Peterson who came in and tried to rescue them from the Urban Meyer fiasco. This is a this is a a, a Dr. Frankenstein situation here. Mm-hmm. We put this beast together. We got out. We sent ego out and got the body parts and put it. This is the monster we wanted, and this yeah. isn't. It's just, I don't know if you saw Young Frankenstein, but the big thing of a Young Frankenstein, uh, Igor grabbed the wrong brain. He grabbed the brain. He thought it was Abby Normal. <laughs> but it was abnormal. We got yeah. Abby Normal's brain in the team. <laughs> exactly. I don't understand it. I don't know. And we're highly paid uh, uh, football analysts. We're exactly. not highly paid for being football analysts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this this makes no sense. There's no logic here. And, and, and I have the solution. We'll bring it up in the in, later on in the show. But there is no logic in this situation at all. And yet again, it's, it's because we it's almost like we have to mention this because we always seem to on the show. I still don't know what the identity of the team is. I just don't know. We're not seeing it. It's not clear. Uh, I don't know what the culture is. Uh, we just we just don't know. Um, let's talk. Oh, great. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I know what it is. We're chumps. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what, you know, we gotta change that, right? We're, we're chumps. You know, and everybody knows it, right? Every team in the league knows it. They, they say it. You know, it's just <laughs> you know, that has to change, right? Until until we, until we change it, we're chumps. 
That's all well, it is. Then, you know, there you have that. And so, <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, there you go with that. And, and so, well, now, um, you know, let's talk about the quarterback. Let's talk about um, Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, this is what you get with the guy, you know. And I think what people, and even myself, I think what what fools us a lot is when you look at him, he has the look, he has the size, he's got the arm strength. He even does things in a game that makes you believe he can be a guy uh, that can lead your team. And then there's just something about actually leading the team and playing quarterback that doesn't, that just doesn't add up. And, um, you know, I think we saw, uh, you know, we saw, um, I think we saw Carson Wentz at his best in week one. And then we saw Carson Wentz average against Detroit. And then we saw Carson Wentz probably at his worst. Uh, maybe not even his worst, but worse than we've seen uh, in week three against the Eagles. And you just don't know. And then we, we try to figure out, you know, we ask these sports talk questions. Well, which one is the real Carson Wentz? I think all three. You just don't know which one you're going to get week in or week out. Yeah, you know, it's. I kind of felt for the guy yesterday because of the bizarre situation. Uh, of the of the Philly fans who made it the point to come down there specifically to boo Carson Wentz. <laughs> now, now, I I can honestly say, to my knowledge, I have never been booed. Okay, <laughs> you know? all right. I don't know. Maybe we have, but but in the in the limit, my limited experience with sports. Everything on the field seems like it's a roar. I mean, it's like right. they're roaring against me or roaring for me. It's like a type of thing. Yeah. So I don't – who knows if that affected them. As a human being, you, you think that your, uh, your superior athletes uh, aren't affected by that. Some even draw inspiration from it, mm -hmm. right? Like the guys – so many times you see the athletes who – put the finger up to shush the crowd and stuff like that. I enjoy that. Like Trey Young. Trey Young does it all the time. I mean, <laughs> all the time. If you go on YouTube clips, say Trey Young and haters, you will see all the time, like even in high school playing basketball, people say overrated, overrated, booing them, all this kind of stuff. And he just sits there and he shuts them up with the three or shuts them up, you know, uh, right. uh, with, with his play on the court. And he turns and he loves it. He loves it. Yeah, I don't know how much Carson loves that, though. In his defense, though, his offensive coordinator didn't give him a lot to work with in, in terms of adjustments. Uh, because after, you know what? Because after sack four, it seems like you sense a pattern developing. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Hey, maybe, maybe we should make some adjustments here. You're working with a new center. Uh, you know, you, you got to give your guys a chance to get into the game, make some contact, let them be the hammer sometimes instead of being the nail. They were on their heels so much and just trying to correct so much. They should have abandoned their game plan and gone, gone, gone with the running game. You know, the running game wasn't ineffective. It's just that that they, they used it wrong. They, it's almost like they feel bad when they decide to run the ball. It's like their conscience tells them, okay, well, you got that out of the way. Let's get back to the pass. And, right, and right, right. so Carson and, and did not have a great game. I, you know, I'm, I'm not watching the game film. I don't know what the, the route trees are for the receivers. Uh, I didn't see him miss wide open guys. I just saw, right. um, I saw the passes being Defended on both sides of the ball. I uh, saw so a couple of drops. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Maybe after that first sack, he got hurt, and we don't know it. Who knows? But but the, the coaching staff should have looked at this and said, this isn't working. I would have not 
been surprised at all to see Taylor Heineke in the second half. Maybe give Carlson one more series to uh, to. It wasn't like it wasn't like you were going to destroy this kid's confidence. This happened to him before, right? Of right, but the, right. but you had to, sometimes you got to look at the, the the team as opposed to the individual. Right. Everybody has been bitched, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised I didn't see Heineke, and that's what was missing, right? That fire, some sort of <laughs> spark. Know? Some yeah. sort of well, you talk some sort of care. Uh, you talk about it. Some sort of want to. Some sort of want to. There was nobody on there that says, "I don't care if he's the fastest runner or have the fastest arm." When you're at the finish line, you got a chance to win. Is he going to dive on a track like a fool and it's <laughs> never been done before? No one's ever. Will they dive on the track and 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 try to get that number that 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 first place, or will they just stand there and take a sack? And and that's what that's what we didn't see. That's so you right. talked about the fact that you've got some ideas as far as how to fix things. Let's run through these ideas, Kevin, before we get to this first break of how to fix this. Okay, first thing, first and foremost, the players can't fix it. Mm-hmm. Players can't fix it. The coaches can't fix it. The owners can't fix it. It's up to the fans. It is up to us. We have the power within ourselves to demand to demand satisfaction. I mean, we, we do it on the airways. We can do it with the with the talk shows. We do it on the podcast, right? We do it going to the game. We don't care if we're outnumbered at our own stadium, ninety nine to one. Mm-hmm. We we make a stand. We don't we don't go down like that, right? We 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 go out like saying the fans from Philly would say, "Man, y'all teams lousy, but y'all got the best fans in the world." <laughs> That's what's going to turn this out around. Our attitude. And once our attitude is straight, the team has no no other choice but to respond to it, right? So it's, it's, it's not, you know, tired of begging them to change the defensive coordinators or a coaching philosophy or, or uh, play calling dynamics or analytic uh, uh, representation, right? No, it's up to the fans. We're saying that this is us. We are the commanders. You all can come on for the ride, right? And just that spirit alone will turn this thing around. That's how. We, that's the only shot. That's the only shot we got, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do get that. I totally yeah, get yeah. it. Totally understand it. Um, I think it's hard for long-time fans to get behind this team because of ownership. Honestly, I think it's just. I think ownership has worn them down. It's one thing for the for play to be bad on the field, mm-hmm. but then for, you know, off-season moves that have nothing to even do with, you know, or or, or I shouldn't even say off-season, off-the-field moves that have nothing to do with the team uh, when they are also bad. Like, I think that, <laughs> I think that that, you know, that's that, that, that also plays into it, you know? And I think, I think if this ownership, whenever they can get their act together, whether Snyder's going to continue or not, who know, you know, whatever. I think once you get to the point where, uh, where there's a, there's a, there's a different level of care for the fans, like what it was in the eighties and in the early nineties, then the fans can cheer on the team and the team can use that momentum because I'll be honest with you. I mean, even watching through the eighties and early nineties, the one thing that, and, and even, and even through years of mediocrity, the one thing I think of the Sh- the Sean Taylor uh, year, like the one thing that stands out to me about this team is that there's not one team in the league that I ever see that plays off of momentum from week to week like this team. Any like the team could be so average, but if they get on a roll and win two straight, they might go ahead and peel off six straight. Like I mean, I've we've seen yeah, this. yeah, yeah. And, and and it's the city, it's the fans, it's the team, but there seems to be a disconnect. 
And like you said, I think the team does thrive off the fans. You hear guys like Fred Smoot on the radio talk about it. You talk, you hear Doc Walker. Um, you know, just recently heard Clinton Portis back on the radio. And you hear them talking about the importance of the fans. But when the fans feel disconnected from the team, and not because of any players, but because of the ownership, you know, that that you're, you're missing that connective tissue that mm-hmm. will that will help mm-hmm. root the fan that help root the team on. Well, the thing about that is, we look back through my my participation in the fandom, and even like I say, even though we're world famous radio uh, analysts, mm-hmm. we're, we're fans first, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Jack Ken Cook never invited me over for uh, for lunch, right? Um, you know, John <laughs> Ken Cook never said, "Hey, let's let's get together before we go out for pizza," right? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not to say, hey, Kev, let's go bowling, right? None of that's ever happened, right? You know, so I feel no disconnect whatsoever. Right? I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't care what they do, right? You know, because it doesn't, it doesn't affect me, right? I don't like, I don't like FedEx Field. Never have, you know. It was, you know, the whole history of that thing was it was put up because Jack knew that he didn't have long left on his earth, and he wanted his his uh, pyramid, so to speak, left. You know, like. Like he was Cheops or somebody, right? You know, right, right. Uh, like Tutankhamen, whatever, right? And and it's it's hard to get to. It's not as convenient, man. RFK used to catch the subway, get off the subway, walk down past the DC Armory. There'd be the vendors and everything. It was like a big circus atmosphere, right? You know, mm-hmm. you didn't have to worry about parking. If you did park there, when you finish, just jump on East Capitol Street, get on two ninety five, and go home. This place saps life out of you just getting there. <laughs> it is, you know. That's you know what we got to live with. That that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Um, you know, there are things that can be changed. Like stop charging people for you know they used to they people used to uh, park at the old Landover Mall and walk down the street. Mm-hmm. They tried to change the law to make it illegal to walk down the street. They may have done that, right? There used right. to be free shuttle buses from Metro getting to yep. the stadium, right? Yep. They, mm-hmm. You know they need to get back to that. You know I see what you're saying. He's got to reach out, right? There are some people who will not accept the olive branch from Daniel Snyder, but they'll they'll some people will still mumble and grumble, but they'll take the olive branch, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got to do things that are. are they're not strictly for the benefit of, of the organization. He's got to turn it around and put the fans first. Just like I said, fans first. You know, yeah, do whatever you all want to do, but it's all about the fans, and that's how we turn this thing around. There you go. That's how you turn this thing around. Coming up on the next segment of the Federal Football Report, of course, we're going to do fake news or not. And I've got some goofy things that happened over the NFL uh, week uh, three that we're going to talk about coming up on the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. <laughs> Producers who brought you Agency CIO's dream come true. Who are these people? And federal IT lifesaver. They're amazing. Now comes another summer blockbuster. Wow, this intel is a game changer. We're running out of time. Post it now. Here it goes. Starring a 40-year veteran journalist and the host of The Federal Drive. I don't care what the consequences are. We just can't keep this to ourselves. They have to know. Tom Temin. And a 20-year veteran of executive branch coverage and executive editor of Federal News Radio. Wait to hear this interview. The award-winning journalist, Jason Miller. Oh, this is good. You better crank it up. Federalnewsradio.com. Experience the difference. 
Rated GS 11 and above. Showing now at federalnewsradio.com. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. We'll get to fake news in a second. But, Kevin, some goofy things I saw over the weekend. Uh, mainly one goofy thing. Did you see the butt punt in the Miami-Buffalo game where the, <laughs> where the punter <laughs> – the punter right at the edge of the, you know, he punts the ball right into the, <laughs> to the butt of the guy blocking. And, you know, you just watch it and you're like, yep, things like that happen. Hey, it just happened even to the pros, right? That's something you don't see every day, right? You figure with the timing. But actually, if you think about it, it's amazing that doesn't happen more. Uh, but... Uh... <laughs> well, because you got the butt fumble with Sanchez. Now yeah, yeah. Punt. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember one year, uh, not the Super Bowl year, but the year before, Mark Rippon had a fumbling problem, and he was running, <laughs> trying to run out of bounds, and he lost control of the ball, but <laughs> he didn't let it go, and he held it on his back <laughs> while he was running <laughs> right, out of yeah. bounds, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not to the level of the, of the butt pump, but, but uh, yeah, it's up there. All right, what's goofier, the butt fumble, the butt punt, or Gus Farrakh jamming his own head into the state? Oh, it's got to be Gus. It's got to be Gus, <laughs> right? You know, and he, had, he didn't know. He thought he knew it was padding. He just didn't know how much padding it was, right? But that <laughs> man knocked himself out, knocked himself out, right? That was, that was, oh, God, that was bizarre. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. All right, there we go. All right, folks, it's time for America's Favorite segment. It's time for fake news or not. Not, not, not. That's the echo. Uh, yep, I give yep. Kevin uh, three phases com- phrases coming out of Washington, D.C. He lets me know whether it's fake news or not. Kevin, statement number one. If the commanders lose to the Cowboys, you're going to start hearing. It's time to start hearing chatter about the coaching, about the coaching situation here in Washington. Fake news or not? Well, I mean, there's only really one way. <laughs> I can answer that one. There's times for falling apart. There's times for getting funky. This is one of those funky times. So what's it going to be? Yeah, and that's my answer to that. This it, this is it. This is the career game for people. I tweeted, okay. and I tried to find it today, but I tweet so often it's kind of hard to go back to the library. I tweeted, <laughs> if this team starts out two and four, and then I posted the GIF, of uh, or gift, however you want to pronounce it, mm-hmm. of the guy with the catapult being launched into the horizon, right? You know, if this team starts two and four, major changes have to be implemented. Major, major changes, mm-hmm. and 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 this is where I said the fans got to come in, right? Uh, because it's time for some of the media to stand up to Ron and and say, "Hey, Ron, this yeah. is like you know, we sh- why should the fans give you five years? Mm-hmm. Tell me why." And when Jacksonville can turn it around like that, when the Eagles have a definite plan, and when Buffalo has turned it around, Cincinnati well, has turned it around, the Lions, Arizona. The Lions seem to be tracking, you know, northward. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> You're the Lions. Right, right. Why should we give you five years? Why? You know, so yes, yes, without a doubt. That's definitely news, right? Because to quote uh, the, great, the great undercover brother, this is one of those funky times, right? So what's it going to be, right? So, yeah, that's definitely, definitely news. Definitely news. All right, fake news or not, statement number two. If the team loses against the Cowboys coming up this Sunday, it's time to start looking at uh, the backup quarterback situation. Fake news or not? I think that's fake news. I think that's okay. fake news. That, that's totally dependent on the on the circumstances 
because we don't know what he's being fed, what he's being told, what's the design. He might be, maybe he's trying his best to do exactly what Scott Turner says. Um, you know, you know, the, 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 the reads, you know, if you don't see A, B, C should be open, then go to D. Maybe it's not working like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, who maybe knows? It's, right? Maybe it's look and see if A, B is open. If not, run. You know what I mean? Don't <laughs> that, that, might be it. that might be it. Or buy yourself some time. And he's so deceptive when he runs. He's running like, I don't know if he has a knee brace or like Tom Brady, but but he's so deceptive. He looks like Frankenstein and he doesn't look like he wants to slide, mm-hmm. but he's not as slow as you might think for a guy that size. Right. right so, right. you know, yeah, just, just, you know, there is no pocket. You can't rely on the pocket. Sure. And that was the failing with, with, with Taylor Heineke anyway, because they wouldn't design plays for him to, to roll left or roll right, or, you know, widen the pocket or, or roll out or bootleg. They wanted him to sit in the pocket like a sitting duck. The same thing is happening to Carson Wentz right now. So I think um, if you go to Heineke, mm-hmm. you, you can't, if you go to Heineke right now, you're saying it's not my fault. It's the quarterback's fault. Right, right. Uh, you, so. You've basically given up on the quarterback. You can't bring Wentz back towards the end of the middle of the year, end of the year or anything like that's the point of no return. If you bench wins for Heineke, right? Like that's why they should have gone to Heineke yesterday. That's why they should have gone to him in a game that was like out of reach anyway. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, you come back after the game. Well, no, Wentz was the quarterback. We just, uh, you know, we just, we don't want to change. Say, well, nothing, nothing was going right. We didn't want a chance of getting hurt. He got sacked a bunch of times. Right. Uh, we thought Heineke might be able to give a spark, a different look to the defense. And so we went with with the second quarterback. Yeah, and Wentz is the guy. It happens all the time. Happens all the time. You know, so they, they had their, uh, they, you know, they now it's different. They can't start. They, they can't um, start Heineke. It has to be another right. debacle before Heineke can even get a chance. That's so, right. That's right. You know, so, so uh, yeah, that that's um that's no man's land right there. They can't, they can't <laughs> afford to, to do that. Right. I mean, if the defense was playing like on a superb level and we were losing games strictly because of the offense, mm-hmm. maybe you consider making a move, but, but we can't do that now. It's just, you know, it's chaos right now. Okay. All right. All right. There you go. All right. Fake news or not statement. Number three, I heard a story. Uh, that said that the Washington football team, well, then the football team, now the commanders, were considering picking up Jimmy Garoppolo from the 49ers or trading for him, but he, but the, sur- the offseason surgery is what nixed the deal. They're now regretting nixing the deal. Fake news or not? I'm going to say that's news, and okay. here's why I'm going to say that. All right. Not because of the reasons you may think. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I happened to be listening to the post-game press conference, mm-hmm. and he was asked about that because ESPN said something about that during the game, and he uh, didn't use an expletive referring to a male cow, <laughs> but it was very close. Okay. It was very close to that expletive, right? And that was the only time in the whole press conference or during the whole game he showed any emotion. <laughs> right? Was when the reporter mentioned that, and that that, that sort of struck me as kind of strange. You know, it was you know that that didn't happen. That was a bad report. I don't know how they got out there. This and that. 
Why you get that excited before throwing the flag? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. How come you didn't throw the flag that fast? You yeah, yeah. You well, that report really fast. Really fast. Play fast. That's, that's exactly right. So that's what makes me think it's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think it's absolutely true. Well, and he was concerned about like, it getting out there. And we can go all the way back to Robert Griffin the third days. Like this team has a way of things leaking out and saying it's not true. Then all of a sudden you figure out that it is. Right. I mean, it happens all the time with this crew. All the time, all the time. And and the public, that's why I say the fans got to take over now because we've been so manipulated, right, with the leaks coming out of the locker room. He's not a good leader. You know, he's not, you know, then like Robert, perfect example, man. He goes to Baltimore as a backup. Everybody loves him, right? Everybody you know, him. you don't turn into him. He's a great leader in the locker room. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 right, you know. That's right. Because uh, I know that uh, 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 Brian Arakpo was uh, challenging some tweets that former teammates were saying and, and, and offered to meet them in person and discuss it physically if they didn't like <laughs> it. You know, so who knows? But that's the way, you know, that's the way that this, that this uh, team has operated, right? There's, you know, rumors, innuendos, you know, Floating some out to a couple of choice uh, uh, media members, but mm-hmm. but that I have to say is true, st- strictly because of his reaction. I don't know. I don't really mind. I don't really mind it, right? You know, he's a, vi- a viable uh, candidate. I, I my question is, why is San Francisco talking about getting rid of a guy to take you to the Super Bowl? <laughs> I never, I have not figured have no out clue. yet. I have no clue why Jimmy G's on the trading block and not and and Trey Lance wasn't like he. T- he and I think this is the second Super Bowl he's gotten them to, right? Like, what? In, or no, he got them to an NFC. He got to the championship, championship game, championship, and then yeah. gets them to a Super Bowl. And it's like, and you want to get rid of this guy? Yeah. All the other sense. teams in the league who's looking for a guy to get him there, and all he does is get you there. Well, he can't get us over the hump. Well, there's only one more hump. Like, I don't <laughs> like, like, give him a chance to get you over the one. Like, you know how many guys can't even get to the third hump? You know right, many- right. They can't even get to the playoff. They can't get past yeah. the first round. Like, and this guy, you're talking about, well, he can't get us over the one hump. And who are you going to replace him with? A rookie? Right. Like, what do you, uh, or second year guy who sat behind him? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, right. they got a guy in Minnesota who, who can't get him over the, a primetime hump. Gets him to the first <laughs> round. He gets everybody to the first round every, you know. I'm Captain Kirk! No, no, that's, you know, but now Jimmy's on the trading block. Yes, I believe that's absolute news. Absolutely true because they deny this. The man does protest too much. Absolutely. And and a couple other things, too. We talk about wacky things that happened over the weekend. Did you see, speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, his uh, his safety when he just dropped back into the back of the end zone, <laughs> Dan Orlowski style, style, except Dan Orlowski still thought the play was 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 still in, the ball was still in play and ran down the sidelines trying to scramble to get open to throw it even though he was out of bounds in the back of the end zone. But uh, uh, Jimmy G just steps back on there twice, I guess, and then you know, next thing you know, he gets a safety. And yeah, in that yeah. same game, the Broncos. How do you how do you win eleven to ten? Eleven to ten. <laughs> what what's that? Like what? I- what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that the whole the, uh, the Russell Wilson thing. I, I I don't know who's in charge in Denver, but if it was me, I would pretty much let Russell Wilson design what's comfortable for him. Exactly. You know, and, and, well, and work off same, that. I feel the same way about Russell, and I feel the same way about Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. Like people think, well, Matt Ryan's done. I don't think Matt Ryan's done. I think he's in a situation right now where these guys are mismanaging him and, and, and 
and the offense is not, you know, we're, when you got a guy who's a former MVP, went to a Super Bowl, had the Patriots until they didn't have him. Um, right. He knows what he's doing. Like, he can play. And, you know, yeah. I, I don't know what they're look, doing up there. Look at Brady. When Brady went to Tampa Bay, first thing, Bruce Aaron, look, give me Grunk. <laughs> you know? And give me Grunk. I got that part of the company. Yeah, the plays that I like to do. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. plays that I like. And so let's yeah. consider doing these. Him, him and Byron. <laughs> him and Byron left, which, like, got, I, I heard that he moved next door to Byron Leftwich. Yep. Call Byron, yeah, look, here, here's the plays I like. Okay, sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what's true. he going to tell him? No? Or, yeah, say, oh, those are the ones you like? I'll teach everyone else those plays. Okay. That's, that's exactly right, right. Tom, give me your playbook. I'll teach these guys how to do that, and then we'll and then we'll go out there. That's again. exactly right, man. It's so it's so simple. It's so yeah. simple. It's not exactly. rocket science. Speaking no. of rocket science, I got to ask you this. Okay. Remember the moon launch that we were looking for from uh, uh uh, not Apollo, uh, Artemis, whoever the new rock. Yeah, is. yeah. What happened? Whatever happened to that man? I don't know. I, don't <laughs> <What happened? laughs> I thought you had an update. <laughs> oh, I wish I did because I'm a space guy, like we know. But all of a sudden, it's not in the news anymore, right? They had yeah. a couple of scrub launches, and then it just went away. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Went if away. Un- if you're unsure, don't put it in space, man. <laughs> if you're yeah. unsure, don't do it. Do not do it, you know. Man, man, I think, yeah. If anybody knows, I think, give me, hit me up. Let me know what happened to that man, Artemis. What, what happened? Now, did you watch any of the University of Maryland and uh, Michigan games? I did, I did. I was, I was uh, quite happy about that because yeah. they competed on a level like it isn't. Uh, us competing against them and Maryland competed like they belong in the Big Ten, you know. Oh, and I like that. And I loved it. Mike Loxley is doing a great job. And 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 the thing I was the most proud of was the fact that you couldn't have asked for a worse start for Maryland. Open right. the kickoff, they fumble it, first play Michigan half, touchdown. And you're like, uh oh, here comes the but they came right back out, offense came down, scored, you kicked the field goal, defense made a stop, offense go. And you're like, okay, they're playing with these guys. And then you get to the third quarter, you're like, all right, they're in the game. Then in the fourth, it's like they got a chance. They, they got, got a chance, right? And uh, you know, so you want to see what's gonna happen when, you know, Indiana comes to town or when they play Northwestern uh in in uh in um, Illinois. And so we'll see, but it looks like Loxley's getting this thing turned around and he's getting some really good recruits. I thought that yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a really good sign when he was able to get to Aaliyah up here. It's like, okay, he's, he's going to be able to pull some guys. Yeah. I, I think that uh, maybe the adrenaline thing being in the situation that hadn't been before uh, playing that caliber caliber of talent, uh, you know, sometimes it just gets it gets away from you, and, and that's what happened there, right? It just, you know, they ran out of clock, <laughs> basically, right? That late pick did not help, right? You know, no. they're going to, to, to tie or possibly take the lead, right? That that didn't help. You got to sort of, you got to play within yourself, and I think that maybe the adrenaline maybe got the best of them. You know, a couple of three yard gains, two or three three yard gains. You get four of those. That's a first down. You know, I think you're trying to get a little bit too much. You know, but. Again, look at the Cowboys. They're playing. I think Michigan was ranked what numbers? Four, four, four. Right, 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 right. And so, and you know that you can play with these guys. So you go. I bet you the the practice they had whenever they went back to practice today, probably this is probably the best practice they've had since Mike Lockley has, sure, has been there because sure, sure. they're practicing with a different attitude. Today. Yeah, and I want to see them beat up on Indiana. I want to see them beat up on Northwestern. I want to see them beat up on Purdue. These yeah. are now Big Ten teams that you should be able to beat. Yes, Handily. absolutely. Handily. All right. Um, let's see. A, a couple other things uh, on the Federal Football Report we want to make sure we get to uh, include predictions for uh, Commanders Cowboys Week, the first ever Commanders Cowboys Week uh, in this in, in this rivalry. <laughs> also got a, a football update for Manny and a golf update 
uh, for Manny as well. We'll get to that in a second after this quick break on the Federal Football Report. Hey, everybody, it's David and Nikki Nellis for Foodie and the Beast, the D.C. area's one and only food and wine variety show right here on 1500 AM. You want to know what's going on at the local restaurants, what the local chefs are doing and saying, except for the French chefs, I can never understand them, the vineyards, wine seminars, more. It's all right here on Foodie and the Beast every Sunday morning at 11, right here on 1500 AM. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. Also, anywhere where you get your fine podcast, you can follow That's Kevin right. on Twitter at Stanfield Kevin. He's way more interesting than I am on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I'm Claude J Radio. Um, so, Kevin, a couple of things uh, uh, that I want to get to before we uh, let folks go and before we do our predictions. So, Manny and his team played much better this week. Still lost, but right. played much better this week. Much more aggressive this week. Um, uh, uh, but again, still in the loss, but they're learning and they're hitting and they're playing tough. And so I couldn't be more proud of the guys. All right. All right. And they'll strap it up next week and we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. Also, I I have an opportunity for the second year in a row to host a 5k, uh, for the Salvation Army in Fairfax with our our guy, Brian Mitchell. All right. Yeah. So he's going to be, I guess, you know, the the celebrity kind of speaker, you know, from five or 10 minutes or so before the race, I get to host the event and that's going to be fun this year. And he runs it. He runs it. Um, I will say this last year I did run it. I was sore for three days, Um, (laughs) but I did finish before Brian Mitchell. Not that I'm a better athlete. I'm just saying I finished before him. Okay. All right. Hey, good for you. He's a much better athlete than I am and much better shape too. But, uh, (laughs) well, the last, the last five K I, uh, I, I did, I had to drop out early because it was a crack in my windshield <laughs> and I had to pull over. Right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're still good though. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. I'm looking forward to that. Um, oh, so also Manny had, he was invited by his coach with the PGA junior league in Prince George's County to an event at TPC Potomac at Avenel farm. What? Um, yeah. There was a, um, a junior golf clinic that uh, was going on there hosted by Howard university, university of Maryland golf, uh, Towson, uh, VCU, University of San Francisco, Arizona State. You know, they, they were going to do a tournament there. And part of the festivities was a, uh, they wanted to do a um, junior golf clinic. And so his coach reached out and said, Hey, I've got a few invites. I want to put Manny on the list. You know, what do you think? Can he make it? I was like, Can he make it? <laughs> yes, he's there. What time, what time should we get there? You're right. That's so, right. That's right. Oh, so, yeah. And so we ended up uh, uh, going. Uh, you know, he uh, got a chance to meet Howard University's coach, Towson's coach, um, Georgetown's coach, a couple of the players who play with them and asked a couple of questions and they helped them with a swing and different things like that. And so, uh, yeah, uh, it was a pretty good experience for the young fellow. Fantastic. Fantastic. Right. That's and that's a that's an eye opening experience, too, because, you know, we. We you know, let's be frank. We as a people only see a couple of ways out, right? You know, yeah, right, right, and right, you know, yeah. you know. And I know how how important education is in your household, but yeah. it doesn't help to have a, 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 a ace in the hole, so to speak, right? Uh, <laughs> educated oh. golfer, Ooh, man. Look, write your own ticket, baby. All right, go for yeah. it. Absolutely, you know. And it was interesting because you know, and I wanted him to understand what it took to get there. And so, you know, one of the it was you know they always had these question and answer sessions. And a lot of the parents didn't have any questions. So I, I asked like all the ones that I was thinking of. And so, you know, I was like, you know, I, one of the ones that stood out to me was I asked, um, you know, what does it take to, 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 you know, once you're on the team, 
Like, what's your day like? What's the grind being in college and a golfer? And University of Maryland's coach said, hey, man, you know, it doesn't matter to me what time you wake up, but at 6.30, we're in the weight room. And so 6.30 a.m., we're in the weight room. <laughs> and you've got classes until 1 a.m., I mean, 1 p.m. Uh-huh. And then from, you know, 3 o'clock till, the, till nighttime, we're on the golf course. And you're going to be on the range at least, you know, two to three times a week. And then you're going to play 18 holes Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that does not include tournaments. Um, that's how we prep. That's how we stay sharp. That's how we get better. And Manny's eyes just lit up. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's what it's like. Cause you think you can just go out and play in college the way you play now, anytime you feel like it. And no, that's not the way it works. You have to train and get better and yes. get better in order to play on that level. All right. Well, he can do it though. One thing that I know for a fact, knowing what I know about uh, Manly, is he can do it. <laughs> he can do it. Is the, my only question is, what is he going to do with the rest of his spare time? Right. It's going to be tough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like to be on the golf team and quarterback the football team at the same time, but right. he'll, Manly will find a way to do it and have his own TV show. <laughs> he'll find a way to do it. He'll find a way to work it out. Uh, speaking of football, let's talk about this game coming up uh, on Sunday. Commanders, Cowboys. How do you see this thing going down, Kevin? I think that uh, unless they decide to um, go with the two tight end offense and take the air out of the ball and develop a running game, mm-hmm. uh, I think that it's a little bit too much to ask the defense to carry it because simply because this defense is too easy to figure out. It doesn't matter that the uh, the future Hall of Famer Cooper Rush is is uh, <laughs> <laughs> is starting. That's it's good. He's good for what ails you. That's that's what we 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 saw that with uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, we know we we see him for Jalen Hurts. Uh, uh, we saw Jared Goff. None of them really had a problem with the defense, uh, and I don't anticipate Cooper Rush having one either. Um, you know, Dallas has some interesting players on defense, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they like playing football, <laughs> you right. know, they like playing in big games and they're still in it, right? Depending on what happens tonight, right? The, the Tonight's game is going to be a lot to uh, uh, determine yeah. the attitude that Dallas comes into this thing with, right? You know, because the Giants aren't, aren't last season's Giants, it seems no, like, right? No. You know. They, they 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 figured this thing out that winning is better than losing. <laughs> right. right. You and know, the point is to try to win the game. Try to win the game, Wanna right? You know, game. we gotta get our coaches to figure that out, right? So I'm I'm uh as the fan, the new fan, I'm predicting a a, a Burgundy and Gold win, except there's gonna be a change. I saw that they announced they're gonna wear their quote color rush uh uniforms for the game. Okay. Uh, it was black on black, right? Uh okay. I, I think they called it uh uh, black and aggressive, and I tweeted, that's what we need for a defensive coordinator. Right. Um, <laughs> the one black and aggressive. They that's need- right. <laughs> that's where we're going. All right. <laughs> so, so I'm predicting burgundy and gold, black and aggressive. All right. You know, a lot has to do with who's back. You know, is Michael Gallup going to be back? Um, there's talk that Dak Prescott might be back. Who knows? Um, you know how I feel about Cooper Rush. Uh, Uh, And like you said, a lot depends on tonight. You know, I can't wait until tonight and then make my prediction, Um, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go Dallas. I'm going to go Dallas uh, in a, in a, in a 24, 24, 16 situation. Um, 
Well, but we'll see. I mean, I'm not confident in it, obviously. I mean, my confidence in this win goes as far as my confidence in Cooper Rush. And I have you, no you know, what we really need to do next week is see if we can get a Dallas person on, somebody who knows the team in and out, right? Yeah, I don't know. That'd that, be fun. I have a see what we can do about the Cowboys fan. We'll see if we can get him on. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> or, or maybe just some random stranger. I'm sure we can find yeah. one around here somewhere, of right? You can. Of course we yeah, can. Right. We'll see what we can do. All right, folks, this is the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. He's Kevin. I'm Claude. We'll be back after Commanders Cowboys match. Catch up next week. Your story, it lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.